Hi, my name's Clayton, and you're listening to the Isaiah 43 podcast, where we explore how God has formed us, redeemed us, and how He calls us today. Each week, we will journey through Scripture to understand all that God has done and what exactly His call is for our lives today. Now, this is week 11. Now, there was a lot I wanted to do for this week, and I bounced around several ideas back and forth. And ultimately, I think it, what I decided was quite appropriate. Since Easter's right around the corner, and basically we're at Good Friday, I wanted to take a look at something that we saw at the crucifixion. Now, again, there's a lot of things we could dive into there. But for the sake of time, I just really wanted to look at something in particular. While on the cross, Jesus exclaims, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? We're all quite familiar with this. And so what Jesus is referencing there is Psalm 22. And so today, I wanted to read it for you and kind of talk about a little bit regarding Psalm 22 and how it relates to Christ's crucifixion. So, before we start diving in, let us say a moment's word of prayer, and then we'll start reading. So, Father in heaven, I ask that you will guide us this day. You will grant our hearts wisdom, grant us knowledge, grant us peace this day. Let us always remember what you did for us on that hill on Calvary. Thank you for all that you've done and all that you continue to do. Please lead us, guide us, and direct us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, so again, Psalm 22. As usual, I'm using the Christian Standard Bible, or CSB. And uh, Psalm 22, we're going to read the whole psalm. All right, so Psalm once again, Psalm 22. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Why are you so far from my deliverance? And from my words of groaning, my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer. By night, yet I have no rest. But you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. Our ancestors trusted in you. They trusted you, and you rescued them. They cried to you and were set free. They trusted in you and were not disgraced. But I am a worm and not a man, scorned by mankind and despised by people. Everyone who sees me mocks me. They sneer and shake their heads. He relies on the Lord. Let him save him. Let the Lord rescue him, since he takes pleasure in him. It was you who brought me out of the womb, making me secure at my mother's breasts. I was given over to you at birth. You have been my God from my mother's womb. Don't be far from me because distress is near, and there's no one to help. Many bulls surround me. Strong ones of Bashan encircle me. They open their mouths against me, lions mauling and roaring. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are disjointed, and my heart is like wax, melting within me. My strength is dried up like baked clay. My tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. You put me into the dust of death, for dogs have surrounded me. A gang of evildoers have closed in on me. They pierced my hands and my feet. I can count all my bones. People look and stare at me. They divided my garments among themselves, and they cast lots for my clothing. But you, Lord, don't be far away. My strength, come quickly to help me. Rescue my life from the sword, my only life from the power of these dogs. 
Save me from the lion's mouth, from the horns of wild oxen. You answered me. I will proclaim your name to my brothers and sisters. I will praise you in the assembly. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you descendants of Jacob, honor him. All you descendants of Israel, revere him. For he has not despised or abhorred the torment of the oppressed. He did not hide his face from him. But listen, when he cried to him for help, I will give praise in the great assembly because of you. I will fulfill my vows because those who fear you, the humble will eat and be satisfied. Those who seek the Lord will praise him. May your heart live forever. All the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord. All the families of the nation will bow down before you, for kingship belongs to the Lord. He rules the nations. All who prosper on earth will eat and bow down, and those who go down to the dust will kneel before him. Even the ones who cannot preserve his life, their descendants will serve him. The next generation will be told about the Lord. They will come and declare his righteousness to a people yet to be born. They will declare what he has done. All right, so that's Psalm 22. And as the psalm is titled, or or the little heading there, it says, From Suffering to Praise. And again, that's just a... Even even that is exemplary, um, reflective, I guess, of what Christ would do. His, his suffering leads us to praise. And D- David penned this psalm. He wrote this psalm. As as you can see, um, under the heading there, but it's in prophecy of of what Christ would do. And if you're familiar with the stories of the crucifixion, and you're familiar with what Christ did on the cross, and what people did in reaction to Him being on the cross, you can see things very clearly as to what happened, um, and how this is a direct prophecy. Because this was written thousands of years before Christ would ever come to the earth. And so, obviously, he, he recites verse 1, My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Christ says that on the cross, we know that. But then again, we look and we see, like in verse 7 and 8, and, and yeah, verse 7 and 8, if I could talk, we, we see that everyone who sees me mocks me. They sneer and shake their heads. He relies on the Lord. Let him save him. Let the Lord rescue him since he takes pleasure in him. And we know that's what people cried out to Jesus on the cross. They said, if you are truly the Son of God, then then bring yourself down from there. And we see that. So that, again, is a prophecy before before Christ. Before he even came, he, the Lord was speaking through David through his spirit to communicate what would happen up there. Let's see, again, we we know that Christ's garments were divided among them in lots. That was the last thing they were doing to totally shame him, just to laugh at him and mock him. And, you know, I once heard it put this way. If you've ever seen a crucifix, you know that Jesus is on the cross, on that crucifix, and he's got a little loincloth over him. Well, the, and in truth, the crucifixion would not be like that. And you, this doesn't even have to just apply to a crucifix. This can apply to uh, paintings of Jesus or wherever we could see Jesus on the cross. He's always got a loincloth or, or something wrapped around uh, his waist there. But in reality, that's not how the crucifixion, cru- crucifixion would have worked. He would have been totally naked. 
They would have stripped every and any security away from him to mock him and laugh him at him in any way possible. So the reason that loincloth is there is for our, I guess benefit would be the best word there, but but Jesus is there. He's totally naked, and, and they mock him, and they laugh at him. And yet, what is really cool about this psalm is at the very beginning, David is just writing about how he feels like he has been abandoned by God. He is alone. He feels God has turned his back on him. And similarly, Jesus, Jesus will feel the same way, which is why he quotes this psalm. And it is the worst feeling ever in all of existence to have God turn his back on you. And luckily for us, God doesn't turn his back on us, but that's a conversation for another time. Regardless, through all this suffering, eventually we get to the praise. We see that at verse 22. I will proclaim your name to my brothers and sisters. I will praise you in the assembly. You who fear the Lord, praise him. So this psalm, this, this sadness, this shame turns into praise. And of course, for Christ, it wouldn't happen for him when he was on the cross. The praise does not happen yet, but it is after he has been resurrected that we are able to praise God for this wonderful act that he has done for us. All of it. I will give you praise in the great assembly because of you. The humble will eat and be satisfied. Those who seek the Lord will praise him. May your hearts live forever. But And it's really cool because of the crucifixion, because we believe that Jesus took the weight of our sins upon the cross. It says that it is now our job to preach to the, the generation not yet born. They will come and declare his righteousness to a people yet to be born. They will declare what he has done. And so this psalm, it's, it goes from everything. It goes from suffering, it goes to praise, and then it gives us a mission at the end. And I think that's just so wonderful and so powerful. And in light of Easter, which is coming up, um, it may have already passed if you're listening to this podcast in the future, but right now this is Easter week, Passion Week, whatever you want to call it. And Easter Sunday is coming up soon, and I think this psalm is an important one for us to remember. Now, oftentimes, I like to encourage you to memorize verses. It really helps. Psalm 22 is a long one to memorize, and I think if you really worked at it, you could do it. But I think it's important that we take the message of what Psalm 22 is saying. God will deliver us from suffering, turn us to praise, and then he gives us a mission. But more importantly, we have to look at Christ's suffering and then we get to praise him, and he gives us a mission, the Great Commission, to go out to all nations, make disciples of all peoples, of those born and yet to be born, because we have to declare what he has done. Now again, I could talk about everything about the resurrection, the crucifixion. There's so much we could talk about, so much we could dive into, the apologetics, the theology, everything. All the prophecies, there's there's over 300 or more prophecies in the Old Testament leading up, predicting what Jesus would do, Jesus would say, everything. But we just don't have the time to dive into that as much as I would love to. 
And I'd love to talk about the historical reality of the crucifixion, how painful it was for Christ, and not just painful because his heart was broken, but painful because of the 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 nails in his hands and the nails in his feet. And it even talks about that in this psalm. Again, so much we could dive into. And I encourage you to look into it. But we don't have time for that, unfortunately. Maybe another time. Maybe next week. Who knows? But until then, may the Lord bless you and keep you. God bless. <laughs>